have your way. Sometimes you just need to stand before God and just go, oh God, be my king. Be the Lord of my heart. Sometimes you just need to pray, God, give me ears to hear, a heart to receive. So, Lord, we, in the silence, lay at your feet our concerns, our burdens, our worries. We bring them to you. And instead, we receive your beauty, your strength, your encouragement. Come. Be king, be Lord, be God. Be celebrated. That in the silence you would be adored. You're worthy. And so, Father, we come before you as a people who desperately need their maker. And so we ask, oh God, God, that you would be with the elected officials, Lord, Councilman Levin and our assemblywoman and our borough president, our mayor and our governor and our president. Lord, be with them and give them wisdom and guidance and strength and encouragement and courage to do that which you call them to do. And Lord, we pray. We pray that you would be with us in a powerful way. That within the next few minutes we would see you more beautifully that we would know ourselves to be weaker than we thought and you to be more loving than we could imagine and that we would lift you high for we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Welcome to the Recovery House of Worship. So glad to see you here. So... I was around five years old when I was taught not to trust. My father brought me into uh, my aunt's house, who I think I had seen maybe the first time. I don't remember ever seeing her before then, Titi Carmen. And uh, he told me to go into, they lived in the projects. I thought that they were rich, which goes to show you how poor we were. Um, Because they had rooms that wasn't like a railroad. You know in Brooklyn how we have railroad um, things? Well, they lived in Harlem. And uh, they lived in a real nice place with an elevator, and it had like a little pool next to the elevator. I thought, wow, look at that. It's a nice little pool and everything. It's so nice. And why do you laugh? And so, so, you know, they had an elevator, and we went into their apartment. It was nice. They had this hallway. It was very brightly lit and stuff, except for these sections. And, um, And I went in, and my father said to go into my aunt's, uh, bedroom and find a truck that they gifted for me then. And so I went in there and I couldn't find the truck so I came out to tell my dad that I couldn't find the truck and he was gone. And my mom was gone. And my sister was gone. And they didn't come back for what felt like an eternity. You know how like when you're young, how summers last forever and now like you're like, what happened to the 90s? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, it just like kind of goes by so fast. 
Well, I was in the stage of life where every day felt like an eternity, and they didn't come back that day. They didn't come back that week. They didn't come back that month. They didn't come back. They didn't come back. And so I learned that at a very early age not to trust, that big people are to be trusted, and there's a lot of big people in this room, so I certainly can't trust you. And that kind of plagued everything Every relationship that I had, it plagued the relationship that I had with my children, my family, my wife. It kind of affects everything. It even affected the relationship that I have with the Lord because if big people can't be trusted, he's the biggest there is. So maybe he can't be trusted. I know that we're in here. And I don't know why you came. I don't know what your motivation was to come. Maybe it was an invitation. Maybe you got dragged here. Maybe you got promised something. I don't know. But I know that we all come in on different reasons. But if you've been hurt like I have, you learn quickly not to trust. And the devil is pleased if you don't trust this way. Because he knows it will affect you in trusting this way. We're in a series. We're in a series about prayer. And what we're doing is we're going through the Lord's Prayer and we're looking at how Jesus taught us how to pray. Listen to me. The Bible says when Jesus speaks about this prayer, this then is how you should pray. It does not say this then is what you should say. It says this then is how you should pray. Jesus is teaching us a template, a model. Come before God as Father. Speak to Him as Father. Tell Him, Thy kingdom come. And trust Him. Today, we're going to look at, God knows that every one of us will have, what do we call them? Trust issues? Is anybody here, maybe? You don't trust me enough to raise your hand, maybe? I don't know, just a little bit. A few trust issues. Listen, I know, I know. But if we don't get over this issue, if this is not something that we overcome, our inability to trust God, we're going to find ourselves in a moral ditch. We're going to find ourselves more hurt than we thought we could bear. We're going to discover that there was decisions that we made that harmed us to such a degree that a little trust back there would have absolutely solved So God knows that you and I will have trust issues. And so in this perfect prayer that we've been looking at to learn how to pray ourselves, in this perfect prayer, God gives us four beautiful words to help break through the trust cracks, to help fix those trust issues. Thy will be done. It is that in that instance when we pray the prayer, not mine, not what I want, not what I please, not what will give me more pleasure, not what will take most pain away, not those things, but oh God, if I dare, thy 
will be done. My prayer is that by the end of this sermon, you will be convinced that God is trustworthy and worthy of your prayers. Thy will be done. And that that will guide your prayer even throughout this week, hopefully even throughout your life. We stand when we read God's word because it's so holy and beautiful and God is so awesome. Awesome. Somebody say awesome. awesome. God is awesome. In fact, when we use the word awesome for anything else, we misuse the word awesome. God is awesome. And so we're going to read. Now, we're only going to focus on four words of this prayer. and We're going to ask God to teach us how to pray through these four words. But what we've been doing is we've been kind of been refresh, refreshing and reminding ourselves, you know, about the entire prayer, because it's, it's a prayer in its entirety. And so, um, we'll look at it and uh, say it together. One, two, three. Our Father, who art in heaven, yes. give us Deliver us Amen. This is God's word. Please have a seat. Our God wants to break through our issues of trust because if He doesn't, we'll be broken by our issues of rebellion. Every single time you've ever sinned, every single time you've ever rebelled, it all boils down to, I don't trust you, God. I don't trust you. Every single time you've ever gone outside of God's will, every single time you've ever done what you wanted to do, rather than what God wanted you to do, it all boils down to, God, I don't trust you. I don't trust you in my marriage. I don't trust you in my singleness. I don't trust you with my sexuality. I don't trust you with my finances. I don't trust you with my body. Every single time, every single time, you've cursed at someone else. You've held bitterness in your heart. You gave vent to your wrath. Every single time, You lied on the examination, cheated on the tax, went your own way every time. Was you telling God, I don't trust you. Every time you popped the pill, every time you clicked on the website, every time you smoked, every time... was a declaration, God, you can't be trusted. Because we fear where God will lead us. We fear where God is going with us. And we say, we don't want to go. So the marriage is going poorly. So you know what we do? We hit the eject button. There you go, that's it. I'm out. You know why? Because God, you can't be trusted. 
to endure me during this marriage. In our singleness, we say, I think I'll sleep with the girl. I think I'll sleep with the guy. You know why? Because we go, God, I don't trust you to satisfy my longings with yourself. I think 15 minutes will do with this person. Every time. And so it is my strong prayer and my desire for every one of you that you would, even today, even tomorrow morning, start your prayers first with Father. Be reminded that His kingdom is coming. But pray this week. Thy will be done. For those of you who are afraid of where God's leading will take you, our big idea is focused around addressing that. The big idea for today, as you know, we only have one big idea that we want you to take away with every time. If you don't know what it is, here it is. God's will won't lead where God's grace can't keep. God's will won't lead where God's grace can't keep. Some of you, you need to write that down and put it on your dashboard. Some of you need to write that down and put it in your mirror as you're brushing your teeth. You just be reminded, God's will won't lead where God's grace You just need to write it down. Because as we pursue God, and as we continue to do God's will, we are always, always, always being tempted to rebel from the only one who can strengthen us. God's will won't lead where God's grace can't keep. Now, here's what happens when we pray, God, your will be done. Thy will be done. We pray two things. I didn't invent this. Nothing I hope you understand. I hope you get this. I don't invent anything. I get God is gracious to me and he gives me conversations with pastors and coordinators and, and I read books and listen to other people who have preached on this. The insight that I'm about to share with you is from Thomas oh my, Watson. Thomas Watson. Um, it was from Thomas Watson. He was a 17th century writer and Puritan. And he wrote this, that when we pray, thy will be done, we're praying that we might diligently do all he commands. That's the first thing. And that we also might submit patiently to all he inflicts. Now, some of us don't even have a category in our minds for the second thing that I just said. So let's start with the first one and work up to the second. Is that okay? But remember, if you forget anything else, God won't lead. God's will won't lead where God's grace can't keep. Let's say that together three times because it'll be good for us. God's will won't lead where God's grace can't keep. Believe it. God's will won't lead where God's grace can't keep. Say it one more time. God's will won't lead where God's grace can't keep. That's a fact. So we pray that we would do God's will. That we would diligently do all He commands. Yesterday I was going to a store. I was, 
uh, and I'm so grateful for you guys. Um, you know, there was a time when I, as your pastor, where I didn't like being pastor here. It was just really difficult, and you should see what you guys pay. And, you know, and it's, it's not a very, you know, it was not easy. And so, I, I'm so grateful. I say that to say that I, I'm great. I could, say that, I could say with integrity, I love being your pastor. You guys take care of my family. You sent me away this weekend um, to the pastor's prayer summit, and then you gave me three or four days by myself so I could be silent before the Lord. Because the last thing you want is me just kind of goofing off up here, right? You want me to hear from the Lord. Isn't that true? And so, and so I'm grateful to you. You do that. When you give, you, you help to do that. So thank you. Um, so I was coming back from my retreat, my personal retreat, and I, I, um, I was going into the store, and I was like, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. What, what, what do you have? Is, is there going to be someone I can speak to? Is there going to be someone I can comfort? Is there going to be someone I could share you with? Is there going to be someone who needs to hear about your grace and your mercy? Is there going to be someone who's going to be needing to be freed from the bondage of religion and ushered into the grace of knowing Christ Jesus, our Lord? Is there going to be, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Is it, where, where is it? And so there's that sort of anticipation as you're a follower of Christ that you would leave, live as a person who diligently pursues God's will. That you do as he commands. So when you're on the train, he says, tell her about me. You, you tell her about him. And, and then there's an opportunity where, you know, he says, you know, I, I want you to give this much for the tip. And you go, absolutely, I'll give that much for the tip. When he says, I, I want you to respond uh, kindness um, to those people, they look really Stress. They look like they need a smile. They look like they need a kind word and encouragement. And you just, you just go, I'm going to do your will. I'm not going to, listen to me. God does not give suggestions. Only commands. And so I, I implore you, just say yes to him. But what we're going to spend the rest of our time together it's not that you might do diligently all he commands. And by the way, I pray that you do. I, I hope, I mean, my goodness, who here has been doing their will for too long? Anybody? Right? Yeah, yeah. How's it working out for us? Right? Anybody? Yeah, not so good, right? Yeah, you got some stories, right? Yeah, if you didn't just listen to your mom half the time, you, you, would, you would have less scars than you have now, right? Isn't that true? I, good night. That one commandment, obey your mother and father, that would have saved us enormous pain, Right? Just one command. But, but, but. We pray, of course, that God might, that we might do diligently all that he commands, but that we also might submit patiently to all that God inflicts. Some of us have an idea about God, that God's purpose is to make us happy. In fact, that's part of God's resume. Some of you, the reason that you're here for the first or second time, you just recently come back to the Lord, was because God didn't make you happy, happy, happy. And you decided that since God wasn't on your agenda, you bounced. And you decided, well, since God's not going to make you happy, you'll make you happy. And how did that work 
out for you. I implore you to hear me. God's job is not to make you happy. The next time somebody says, God wants me to be happy, right? Go, no. Just say that loud and shocking. Go, no. That's not God's job. That's not what he wants to make you happy. Good night. To make you happy would make some of your children miserable. To make you happy, you would have to leave the spouse that you have. To make you happy, you would have to cheat your boss. You would have to... Listen, sometimes to make us happy would be to make the world miserable and God is not interested in giving you this happiness that only you want. He's not interested in your happiness, beloved. Hear me. He's interested in your holiness. So God says, there are certain things that I'll inflict. Not from Satan. Not from disobedience. From God. And he says, endure it. And he says, endure it for the purpose that he has for you. Sometimes he wants to burn some self-centered issue out of your soul. I have, I have this thing that I relapse on. It's terrible. I'm even sad to confess it to you right now. I've been homeless as a pastor three times. It's like an addiction. I can't stop, right? Like, I'll relapse into homelessness, and then I'll be in a place, and all of a sudden, I'll be homeless again with my family. Unbelievable. It was like the, thir- the last time we were was because of Sandy. And I was like, really? This has got to stop. This is like... I didn't get the lesson the last two times. You got to teach this one again. And so I, 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 you know, Sandy hit and I lost my car in my home and all that stuff. And you guys know the whole story. But my point is, is that the time number two when I was homeless before Sandy, it was just before this one, was the longest stretch of homeless. This time I was only homeless for eight months. This time I was homeless for uh, about two years. And I remember, like, being at the end of my rope. You ever felt that? You ever experienced that? And so I was at the end of my rope and I wanted nothing more with this homeless stuff. I was like, this is crazy. I cannot do this. Satan has to be bound. God, you got to do something. And God was, Edwin, it ain't Satan. Huh? Because I know it's not me, right? So there's only three options here, right? It's either my will, Satan's will, or yours. Surely this can't be yours. Here's the thing. I grew up very, very afraid. That's difficult for a guy like me to, um, to confess Firstly, because I'm a guy, and secondly, because I'm Puerto Rican. And so I cannot admit fear. It's not even cool to do that, right? Even as I say it to you now, I'm like, ugh, I'm not really afraid. You know, I'm really, really. Terrible things happened when I was very young. Terrible things that I can't speak about you because there are children in the room. Horrible things. Adult people came indoors and they locked it and they told me to be quiet. 
horrible things. So I, I grew up with this sense of fear and foreboding and waiting for the other shoe to drop and, you know, always on edge and ready to just protect myself. And, and the thing that I found my security on wasn't Jesus. I found my security in thick doors and lots of locks. And God was saying to my soul at about seven months into this two-year homeless bid that I was doing, he said, I'm your security. Your security is not found in your stuff. It's not found in thick doors or lots of locks. Your security is found in me. Do you trust me? It took me a long time to answer yes to that question. God allows us afflictions. God brings afflictions into our lives, afflictions into our hearts. And the question is, will we be people who stand under the authority of God, standing before Him and going, God, I trust you. I'm going to stand in your will. Come with me. Because sometimes all you can do is just stand. Isn't it true? Sometimes you just can't fight back. Sometimes, you, listen, sometimes all you can do is just, oh God, I'm just going to stand. But there's always a temptation when we're faced with thy will be done moments. There's always a temptation that we ourselves, we, we ourselves declare, no, 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 God, you cannot be trusted. You can't be trusted. My will be done. This is not just my problem. It's not just your problem. It's not just a 21st century problem. This has gone on since the beginning of time. Adam and Eve saw something appealing to their eye and were convinced that they would derive God could not be trusted to give that kind of pleasure to them. And they got it for themselves. Abraham, the father of all who believe. There are three of the world's faith, three of the major religions that came into this world were from his loins. Judaism, Christianity, Islam. God said, I'm going to give you a kid. You know what he, t- he, he responded back eventually to God? He goes, let me help you. Let me help you. Because, I, listen, God, it doesn't, it's clear that you're not going to do this. I've been waiting too long. 25 years had passed from the promise. Or not 25 years, but about uh, 15 to 20 years had passed between the promise and the delivery of the promise. And he had waited too long. No, 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 don't you understand? This is obviously not something you're going to give me. I think I'll help you out. You know what it is, God? You need help because you can't be trusted. I will help you. The people of Israel saw God do ten incredible plagues that were unexplainable. Then finally saw the water part this way and that, that they walked on dry, round, dry ground. Unless they thought it was just an, a freak act of nature, that same water that went this way and that consumed 
their enemies. Then they were asked to come into this land. It was promised to them. God, the same God who sent the plague, the same God who's divided the parted the waters, that same God was going to beat this army no matter what they looked like. And they said, you know what? We're not going. You know why? God, you can't be trusted. On and on in the Bible, we see over and over our heroes saying, God, you can't be trusted. And causing so much pain and so much suffering and so much difficulty in their lives. That they don't soon get over them even through generations. We're afraid of where God would lead us. But I want you to know first and foremost is that your God. The one who sent his son on the cross to deal with your most Horrible of issues. That God can be trusted in the day-to-day, moment-by-moment stuff of life. He can be trusted. The children of Israel walked around for 40 years. It was the reason why every day God said, every day I want you to pick up manna. Every day I don't want anything to be left over for the next day. Except for on the Sabbath, you would pick enough for two days, and that would last for two days, so that you could rest one day. But every day, I want you to pick up food. You know why? Because every day, they needed to be reminded. God can be trusted. God can be trusted. God can be trusted. You wake up in the morning, are we going to have enough food? And he put God ingrained 40 years worth. God can be trusted. So I try to think about a way to illustrate this. And I couldn't think of anything, really, except for this. This is an umbrella. What happens is, is that the storms of life will come. You do know this, don't you? How many here know that 2014 is going to be full of pain? Anybody know? Anybody know? Yeah, only you young folks don't know. Yeah, keep your hand down. I understand. Yeah. 2014 is going to be full of pain. You know how I know? 2013 was full of pain. You know what happened in 2012? You know what happened in the 90s? Full of pain. So you live long enough and you understand that sometimes painful moments happen. God knows that painful moments will happen in your life and mine. And what he does is he says, do me a favor. I know this pain greater than you do. I want you to stand under my authority. I want you to stand under my power. I want you... Listen, 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 listen. I know that the marriage is tough. I know that the pain of losing that loved one was great. I know that the sexuality issues are very confusing. I know that you desire to satisfy a longing in your soul that you don't feel like is okay. I know... So here's, here's an idea. Storms coming. Would you, would you just stay under my protection? But you know what you and I want to do? And we walk through life and then we shake our fist to God. And we go, God, I'm getting so wet up here. This is terrible. 
Why can't you take this pain from me? And God is calling, Would you, gee whiz, won't you just come under my authority? It's better there. It's better there. Who here? Who here? Okay. If you don't, if you don't mind breaking your anonymity, just for a second, just for a second. Okay. Who here? And you can just kind of go, go like that to me. Okay. <laughs> Who here has dealt with an addiction of some sort? Anybody? Just go. Okay. Yeah. Hands. Right. Right. Woo, hey. All right. Yeah. Okay. I said like this, and you didn't. Do, okay. You're so rebellious. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, right. A bunch of us. All right, a bunch of us. All right, now watch this. Who here has ever gone to satisfy that addiction and knew five seconds later that it was the wrong idea? Yeah. yeah. And then, keep your hands up. Keep, keep your hands up. Watch this. And then who here had to stay there for like three years because there was nowhere else to go? Yeah. yeah. See, listen, listen. We think, we think we're going to go like this. We think we're going to go, just this one night. Just this one night. Come on. I'm young. Just this one night. And we go, we, we think, you know what, tomorrow morning, that's what we're going to do. And you know what happens? And then you're in a counseling session with me. Going, but I love him. And I'm going... And I'm going, he's in jail. He came out of jail for murdering his last girlfriend. And you're going, but I love him. You know why you're not thinking straight? You know why? Because you're no longer in the will of God. You're in your own will. You've decided that God can't be trusted. And the only thing you can trust is your heart. What a terrible lie Disney has sold us. Trust your heart. Trust your heart. Have you ever followed the trail, the breadcrumbs of where that thing brings you? Trust your heart. Good night. Don't trust your heart. The reason we have so long a waiting list in our counseling roles is because a lot of people here have decided to trust their heart. For Christ's sake, don't trust your heart. God says, I got a better idea. I want you to stand on the authority. Now listen. Pain is going to come. You do know this, right? Didn't we just say that? See, it's like this. Pedro, would you come up here? So it's like this. All right. Yeah, some of y'all already know what's going to happen. All right, everybody loves Pedro. All right. Now watch this. Now watch. Yeah, right, right. So now watch this. Here it is. Here it is. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. If somebody say, Thy will be done. Thy will be done is better. It's better. Listen to me. Listen to me. Because when we pray, thy will be done. Here's, listen. doesn't mean that difficulty doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that pain doesn't come our way. It doesn't mean that the storms of life don't want to cripple us and our, the wind is blowing at our sails. Listen, that's not what it means. It means that God will be with us throughout the storm. Now, who likes walking in the rain and the snow and the storm? No, listen, it's horrible. You get wet. You get cold. It's terrible. You don't want to do that. Does this, does this saying, thy will be done, does that make the pain go away? Does it make suffering stop coming your way? 
The some of you have desires that you're not going to be able to satisfy because you know this is not God's will. This is not thy will. So I'm not going to. Isn't that true that some of you will have desires that you're not going to be able to satisfy? Listen, listen. Thy will be done because he loves you. He says, pray thy will be done. Pray thy will be done because I love you and I know that the storm is coming. But what we decide to do is say, Listen to me. Some of you, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen, settle down. Come on. Listen. Some of you walked in drenching wet because you just said, I'm not going to do your will. I'm not going to do your will in my marriage. I'm not going to do, do your will in my job. I'm not going to do your will with my body. I'm not going to do your will with my desires. I'm not going to do your will. I'm not, I'm not going to do your will. And God's like, don't you see? It's coming. And you come in here broken, drenched, praying that the rain will stop. I got an idea for you. Start your days by praying. Bye. Be done. Thank you, Pedro. Great job.